0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Good morning, those online. It's so good to see you all. Um, you get me today. Uh, Pastor Mike and Pastor Elizabeth are in Hawaii, so you can feel really sad for them this morning, but they are celebrating a their 25th wedding anniversary, and we're so excited. They certainly deserve such a break. They're such awesome pastors, and we're so blessed to have them. So um, one announcement that I did want to highlight that didn't make it into the video was the foster kids Christmas. Uh, we love doing that. We love serving our community by giving uh, Christmas presents to foster kids. Um, Sunny Wright is leading that group, and they are meeting, as it says in your bulletin. Um, for those on the line who did not get a bulletin, it is on the 24th at 4 o'clock here. If you don't know Sunny, you should come just to get to know Sunny because she's one of my favorite people. So um, there you go. Uh, so I just want to highlight that before we get started. All right, so the scripture we're going to start with this morning is Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, to act justly? and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God, with your God. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word this morning. God, I just thank you um, for the work that you've done in me with this word. And God, I just pray for open hearts, Lord, to receive what you want to say. And God, I just ask you to speak through me. Let it be your words and not mine. Father, I just thank you for your heart for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Most of you know our son Jeremiah, and he is quite the brilliant, inquisitive child when he was about three years old we were in the kitchen one day and there was a couple of vases on the counter I think I'd been cleaning or whatever and he took them and he was really intrigued by the sound they made um, when he held them together and so he took them and he kind of like clinked them together it was glass vases and and like "Hmm." and so he did a little hard and before I could say anything he like took them together like with all his might and they crashed into like a hundred pieces and he just stood there with shards of glass like all around him like dumbfounded. And I was like, son, like, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? He was like, I don't know. And so I want to talk this morning on expectations. You know, some of us have felt disappointment when things didn't turn out like we expected them to. And some of us are still standing in situations with shards of glass all around us wondering what happened. And So I feel like the Lord wants to speak to us about our expectations, and he's really, really been dealing with me in this area. So I come to you not all the way through this lesson myself, but um, to share uh, the meal that I have been repeatedly eating um, from the Lord. So every year I ask the Lord to give me one word, and I use this word as a filter for the year. It kind of becomes my theme for the year um, when I look back at other words and what God gave me at the beginning of the year and how the year went. My word for 2021 has been expect, and so that's the word that I use. Like when I'm thinking through a situation, or when I'm, um, you know, feeling some kind of way about something, I'm not really sure. I kind of come back to this word and and think through, um, you know, what am I expecting of myself right now? What am I expecting of God right now? What am I expecting of others? And, um, you know, what do I expect of myself? Is that is that reasonable? What am I expecting of other people? Is that fair? Is that healthy? What am I expecting of God right now? Is that in line with who he says he is and his nature and his promises? And these are hard questions, and they're worth asking. And I can tell you when I've not taken the time to sit down and do the work and dig through those questions, it usually, it usually doesn't end well. Um, so Merriam-Webster defines expect as to await some occurrence or outcome. Expect implies a high degree of certainty and usually involves the idea of preparing or envisioning, just to give you a context of expect. Um, I, I am so excited about all the babies being born in our church. I mean, when a woman is pregnant, we say that she is expecting, and I think that's a cool way to say it. It's a time of eager anticipation. She's certainly preparing. She's certainly envisioning, and we're eagerly waiting to hold these little blessings and to love them and spoil them. I am a baby snatcher, and I'm not ashamed, so I'm so excited about all these babies being born, um, but sometimes expectation is not comfortable. I remember when I was pregnant with Joseph, the Lord gave me a prophetic word to share one morning, and I was closing in on my ninth month of pregnancy, and I was very, very large. In fact, I'm going to share with you what I look like. He's going to put up a picture. That is, that is me a couple weeks before Joseph was born. I don't think anyone would look at that and say, wow, she looks so comfortable. I am smiling in the picture because it was a picture being taken, but I was rather uncomfortable. I was joking about getting on that uh, ride behind me because um, he wasn't really uh, minding his due date. Um, Anyway, the word that, that God had me share was that when we are expecting a blessing that has not yet come, we have to have patience. And it often leaves us in this uncomfortable tension of knowing what God has promised is real, but you're not holding it yet. You're not seeing yet. But once it births or arrives, it is your blessing forever, and nobody can take that from you. Sometimes when life gets difficult, we start to doubt what God has said. We start to change our expectations of ourselves and others and God, and it can get pretty messy. God has been showing me that expectations is filtered through our beliefs of a given situation, if we believe that the blessings and callings of, that God has spoken over our life are real, then we're more likely to continue to see the hand of God in our life, because you're expecting to see it. You're looking for him, because that's what your, your belief is. Well, surely he's going to show up, so I'm just going to keep looking. But if we believe that, that it's up to us, or that we're not good enough, or, you know, then we're going to expect to be, maybe, um, to be judged, or discarded, or dis- diminished in a situation, Unshakable faith in the promises of God will put us on that firm foundation where we can honestly expect God to move on our behalf. This kind of faith trumps fear and doubt. The word says in James one six through eight, when you doubt, excuse me, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. I don't know about you guys, but I, I kind of feel tossed about in the last 18 months, you know. It's been, it's been some stuff going on, you know, and I feel like even now there's conflict everywhere about different situations, and, and it can feel, like, difficult to know who's right and what are you supposed to do and what are you supposed to believe. But the good news this morning is God has not changed. His heart towards us has not changed. His promises are just as valid as the day he spoke them and the day they were written. You know, I don't know if there's any couponers out there, but it's like the coupon that never expires, and you can use it as many times as you want to. Like, that's the promises of God. There's no redemption limit. So let me ask you this morning, what do you, what do you expect from God? What are you expecting from yourself? What are you expecting from other people? And what are the beliefs that you carry that support each of those? There's some tough questions. Welcome to my last six months. All right. <laughs> they're hard questions, but they're worth wrestling with. So we're going to try this, just to uh, get your brain going, right? Because it's early. I'm a second service person for a reason, so y'all feel free to give me feedback. Okay? I'm going to put a statement up, or have, um, have them put a statement up one at a time. We're going to just kind of pause with each one, and I want you to, to really think about what's the first thing that comes to your mind, not the, the response you think it should be, not the Sunday School Jesus answer, but what is truly, honestly, the first response that comes to your mind? Okay, the first one. When life is stressful, I should. So you can think about it, you can write it down, you can say it out loud if you want to, but I really want you to think about it. When I've been distracted or distant from God, I expect he, we'll do the next one. In my finances, I expect God, when I'm struggling emotionally, I expect others will. When God thinks of me, I believe He. When I pray, I think God. Were you surprised at your responses? I hope those are conversation starters between you and God this week. Because those are some really good questions to dig down and figure out what what are we what are we expecting? What are we believing? Because it affects our outcomes. Uh, I love a quote from A.W. Tozer that's come up in our women's Bible study from time to time, and it says, when we put God in his rightful place in our lives, a thousand problems are solved all at once. I'm going to say that again. When we put God in his rightful place in our lives, a thousand problems are solved all at once. The Lord has shown me that my core beliefs about him, about myself, and others produce certain expectations, and then my behavior is based on those expectations. For example... If I believe that all the sharks from the movie Jaws live in the, every ocean I visit, I am not likely to go in the, much beyond my ankles, okay, right? If I believe that everyone named Karen is annoying and dramatic, and if I meet somebody new named Karen, I probably will not make effort to forge a relationship with her, right? Okay, likewise, if I grew up with certain stereotypes about a certain race or demographic of people, I will probably expect and behave in ways that are not likely honoring to the unique image of God that that person brings to the table, right? I will miss the blessing of knowing the true character of a brother or sister because I chose to be afraid or believe that I was somehow better than they are. We need to be careful how we let our beliefs filter our expectations. So we're going to go through each of these different ones and we're going to start with our expectations of God because if we are made in his image and we don't know who he really is, then we can't really know who we really are, right? I would be really curious to sit and have a conversation with you about how you filled in those blanks, and I feel like we could spend all day talking about scripture and testimonies of how God has showed up in our life, and I'm praying that God brings those to mind for you this week. As I was preparing, I felt like God said, I created new beginnings out of total darkness. I set things in order and created order out of chaos. I created life that would keep bearing life. I breathed part of me into all I made. I was delighted to do it and called it very good. I have never stopped providing, blessing, speaking, creating, showing up, rescuing, or directing. Man, that's some good news right there. So if we agree all that's true, what are we expecting God to do in our day-to-day? What are we expecting God to do when we come together? I have a friend of mine who was sharing about, we were having a conversation about this, and she was talking about some friends of hers that were from um, Africa, and uh, when their church got together, if 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 a blind person didn't see, a lame person didn't walk, or a sick person got didn't get healed, it was like, God didn't show up to church today. Like, they just came expecting God to show up in the supernatural. They just, it was like, why wouldn't he? You know, they came with that expectation, and I feel like sometimes we struggle to come with that same expectation. But what if, what if we did that? What if we came together that way? And I'm not saying that judgmentally, but with a heart like the father of the possessed boy who came to Jesus saying, if you can heal him. And when Jesus called him out on this if, he responds with, I believe, but help my unbelief. If you missed it, Elizabeth did preach a fantastic message on that last week. So I encourage you to look at the uh, podcast. But... You know, I personally have never, like, firsthand witnessed that kind of miracle. And so sometimes I feel like I'm in the same place as that dad who maybe had never witnessed anything like that before. Like, I want to believe, but I have no context. I have no reference point. You know, I know you did it for other people. I know you've done it in the past. But I struggle because I haven't seen it myself. But, you know, the reality is our faith sometimes has to forge a path based on what we know, not what we feel, and not what we have seen. But what about those times where you prayed and, you know, you were disappointed? Maybe the person didn't get healed or that thing didn't turn out like you wanted to. I believe that God would have us remember that he's always the perfect parent, and we are always the kid he loves. I believe he would want us to come to the place like the song Gyro where it says, I will be content because you are enough. And we say that he is the way, the truth, the life, right? And if we believe that, if he is the way, then we're never lost. If he's the truth, then we're not going to be deceived by him. If he is the life, then we can always have fulfillment and we are protected from death, even the death of our hopes and dreams. He either is who he is or he isn't. You know, I waste sometimes too much time in the in-between of what he says he is and, and what I believe in the moment. And I miss what he's doing around me because I don't expect him to be who he says he is. Anybody else? Yeah? So I believe there, there's a slide I'm going to have Ethan put up. I believe there are three core expectations God wants us to believe. One, he is with us. He is always with us. I am never alone. He is always our provider. I will have everything I need when I need it. He is holy and just. He will do the right thing every time. Let's say those together. Number one, he is always with us. I am never alone. Number two, he is always our provider. I will have what I need when I need it. Three, he is holy and just. He will do the right thing every time. What about our expectations of others? If we could nail that about him, man, we would be so far better than we are right now, but... Let's let's shift about a little bit to our expectations of others. Like what do you expect from other people? What have been your experiences? Like are you do you are you guarded because you're expecting people to hurt you? Are you trusting others to help bear your burdens? Like scripture says, you know, and a lot of us have experiences in our past that kind of guide how we react in those situations. But if we also, if we yoke our approval, our worth, and our approval to other people, we're never going to find the rest that God calls us to. Man, I know I've struggled with that one. We are a family, and family is messy, but we all have a a unique reflection of God, and we need each other so that we can get to know God better. But we also need some healthy boundaries. And we also need to be open to some of these friendships that God brings about to be maybe not the people you would pick for yourself. I know in my life he's put people in my life that I would not have chosen. They were the unlikely friend, but they undid something that I believe that was not true. You know, maybe it undid a prejudice or it undid some, some other thing for me, but God chooses our friends a whole lot better than we do. Um, we are not responsible for anyone else's happiness, peace, or fulfillment. And nobody but God will satisfy those needs in us. Man, some wounds that we've had probably from trying to get that God-sized hole filled by somebody else, right? We are called to serve one another and bear one another's burdens, but we are not called to carry each other anywhere except to the feet of Jesus. We should be a loving, safe place for everyone, but that doesn't mean everyone is your safe place. We need to keep healthy balance and perspective on our relationships, Others will look to us for help in one way or another, and where it is reasonable and good, we should do it. But we always need to discern our heart and our focus in those relationships. We need to do what is ours to do and let God do what is God's to do. You know, I often find that I wear myself out because I want to be helpful, and I, I wear myself out, and I can become weak and fall prey to the enemy because I don't take the time to rightly discern what's mine, what's my role in this situation and I don't expect God to move, but also maybe have an unrealistic expectation of myself. So let's, let's shift to expectations of ourselves. Y'all with me? Everybody still good? Okay. Um, some, for some of us, the issues for our expectations for ourselves might come from generational issues that did not promote some healthy self-care or a healthy perspective of who we are as God's creation. And unhealthy expectations of ourselves can also come from an unhealthy view of God or an unhealthy yoke to other people. When we experience abuse or trauma, it can shift our expectation towards something negative. Even though we may want to be postured toward God, we kind of squirrel in different directions out of fear because we've not resolved that trauma. Um, I um, was listening to this comedian the other day, and he was talking about... um, He was somewhere, and there was like an ostrich. This is really random, but you know, it's mid-sermon. I got to get your attention again. So there was an ostrich, and he uh, was kind of freaked out about it, so he like threw a rock at it to get it to go away, and it didn't, so he got in his car and started driving away, and the ostrich like kept up with him going down the road, but the ostrich was going in the same direction as him, but he said, he said the ostrich was running, but was looking at him the whole time, and it really freaked him out, and I feel like that there are sometimes that we do that. We're running on the road that God has set our feet to, but I'm looking sideways at somebody else or something else because I'm fearful of this sideline situation. I'm worried about these sideline situations with details that are distracting me from the race that, that I'm running. And inevitably, I'm going to trip, I'm going to fall down, I'm going to run into something, and or I'm going to totally miss the provision of God that's right in front of me because that's, I'm not looking there. You follow me? I'm not expecting it. As a matter of fact, I was walking our dog, Shiloh, the other day. No no animals were harmed in the making of this sermon, I promise. Um, I was walking Shiloh the other day, and he was looking into somebody's yard. There was something in the yard that I, I guess he thought looked like an animal. It was some plant thing. I don't know what it was. But um, he kept looking at it. He was so intent on looking at it that he walked right into a trash can. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. How many of us have been worried or distracted by something that wasn't even a reality? There wasn't even an animal in that yard, but he was so focused like it was, and what it was it going to do, and how was he going to respond? Like, he was so focused on that, he totally ran into the trash can. Um, we've been so distracted by something that wasn't even a reality that it causes some emotional stress or harm. So what's, what's taking our attention each day? What's drawing our heart to sideline issues, right, that's leading to unhealthy expectations? What's, what's tripping us up? Is it is it fear? I know there's a lot of fear in our culture right now. You know, I think about the parable of the talents. When the master gave out the talents, that one servant he went and buried it, and the word says he did it because he was afraid of the master. Are you afraid of God? He's not like people in your past that have hurt you. He is a perfect father. Do you struggle with being in control? Do you struggle with rest? Do you struggle to believe that you're worthy? These are all things that we really need to let God talk to us about and, and figure out where are we and where, where does he want us to be. We live in a society that really values people as a resource, right? The more productive and efficient you are, the more valuable you are, the more worthy you are as a person. It's like we can wear fatigue like a badge of honor. Like if you're not exhausted, you're not doing enough, right? And I was thinking about this and I was wondering like what's the balance of responsibility and trusting God and 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 You know, where you feel like these are the things I'm supposed to do, but this is, you know, the rest that God has. And how do you balance that out? And the thought came to me, would I expect this of my child? You know, I I will never enter the race of the perfect parent, right? I will never enter that contest. Um, But I love my kids, and I want them to feel loved, and I want them to be safe. And most of us as earthly parents, we want that for our kids. You know, we want our kids to grow up, and we want them to be responsible and and respectful and appropriately independent adults. But we would not be good parents if we placed an undue burden on our kids, right? It would not be reasonable to expect a three-year-old to cook dinner, do the laundry, and clean the house. It probably wouldn't be safe either. But the reality is we never stop being God's kids, right? God doesn't have grown-ups. He doesn't have adults that come, come visit for, for the holidays, right? We're still his kids, and we still live in his house. Like, you don't ever grow up. You don't ever outgrow your need for him. You're never so independent, you know, that you don't need him anymore. Now, as we grow and mature, he will trust us with more, more things to do, but the burden provision to carry out the calling is always his. We need to put our focus where our faith is. I heard something that was talking about. Um, Daniel, when he was in the lion's den, it was a cool picture, um, but he was not looking at the lions. He was looking up. You know, he was not focused on on the situation. He was focused on the deliverer, right? When I'm looking more at myself and my own abilities and resources and a problem than I am for God to provide and to guide, I'm putting my faith in myself, and I feel the full weight of the problem. You know, this month marks two years that God has had me be a business owner. And I can tell you there have been so many times that I'm like running the numbers in my head and it's not, it's not adding up. And God keeps saying, I want you to feel called, not responsible. You know, if I feel called, it's his responsibility to make that provision, right? I'm just following. But if I feel responsible, then it's all on me to make it happen. And that's not a fun place to be. But when I look to God to be my sole provider, I'm putting the weight, the burden of the problem on his shoulders. And I'm looking to him to give me my next step, what he has for me to do. I'm trusting him to show me what is mine to do. Not the whole thing, but what is mine to do. You, know, you, can't, put, you can't rest without putting your whole weight onto something. You guys are all holding, expecting the chair that you're sitting in to hold your full weight. Nobody, I don't see anybody doing, like, a half squat. Like, you feel like you got to help the chair out. Like, it's, you know, you need to bear some of the responsibility here. But, no, you put your full weight into the chair. You don't, you, you can't rest until you do that, until you give your whole weight into what you're doing. And sometimes, as a, my friend would say, you need to sit your whole self down, right? Like, we sometimes we try to rest physically, but we're not resting mentally. Or, we're, you know, we, we need to sit our whole self down and let God be in control. As I was preparing this, I was thinking about Sammy Matisse from our church, who recently joined the Marine Corps. I've been praying for Sammy, Sammy and his family, and I encourage you to do the same. It's a major life change for all of them, um, and I know they would welcome your prayers, but I would wager a bet that Sammy is very quickly learning that he is only to do that which he is told to do, right? He is getting that loud and clear, That's his sole focus. He has to listen and respond quickly and with his whole heart to what his commanding officers are telling him to do. He has to work with the other soldiers in his unit, and they have to be unified in the task. And sometimes his commanders are only going to give him the headlines of a mission. Sometimes they're only going to give him one part of the mission. He will never bear the full responsibility of the whole mission, right? In the same way, we should be doing the same with God. We should set our expectations to look to God knowing that he loves us. He always has our best interest at heart. His ways are perfect. He's always more moving us towards him and us towards each other. And he already knows what we need and everything we need, and he has a plan to fulfill every need. The pressure is off if we let it be. But that doesn't mean like life is like stoic and rigid and boring uh, either. My, God totally set me up the other week. I was in a place and was able to reconnect with an old church mama of mine, and she has such an incredible story of addiction and recovery. There was a period where she was homeless, and God just miraculously provided, like, just so many things, and which, through which she would say, she got her doctorate in faith, and I believe it, you know, she will beam, and she'll tell you that she is God's favorite, that every day is a great day, because she is constantly overwhelmed by God's love for her, that she never worries about anything because she always knows that he's going to provide. And she never wrestles with what to do because she only does what he says to do. I, I want to be like that. I want to be like her when I grow up. I do. I want us to be like that. Let's be careful of our expectations of God. That we don't box him in and, or expect things from him or demand that he show up in a certain way. But that we let him create the recipe. You know, we let him get the end result the way that he wants to and we're not stressing about it. Let's be careful of our expectations of others that we don't oppress them or or put them in a box or minimize them in some way. Conversely, that we don't give them an authority or responsibility that's not theirs like our happiness or our security. Let's be careful of ourselves that we don't keep tripping over the same roots of fear, of selfishness, of doubt, or self-sufficiency or prejudice. Rather, let's humble ourselves so we can have clarity of what is truly ours and only ours to do. Come up. Micah 6 8, we're gonna put that back up, tells us that we need only to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Sometimes we make it too complicated. If you have never taken a first step to starting a life changing relationship with Jesus, We would love to help you on that journey. Those online, you can go to to our website, victorychristian.church, and Next Steps, we want to connect with you. Like, we're on this journey together. We are committed to walking this journey together. If you need God's help to unlearn some expectations about people, maybe a specific group of people, maybe a prejudice that you've carried for a long time, I feel like God wants to hit the reset button for you today. If you're struggling with something, whether it's fear or addiction or depression or, or any of those things, I feel like God has deliverance for us today. He's a good father, He wants His kids to be healthy. If you're exhausted because you're carrying an unreasonable burden or expectation for yourself, God has rest today. He has rest today. If you need help with your ability to believe God to move through and around you in miraculous ways, I believe He has a renewed faith for us today. We have a choice. We can keep doing the same old, same old, and getting the same old, same old. Or we can receive and experience all God has for us, individually and corporately. And that is my prayer for us today. We're going to close in a moment in prayer. If you need prayer, find a buddy. If you need prayer, uh, reach out. Don't don't leave here wishing that life was something more. When more has always been here. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you. God, that you say that we are loved, that you say we are valuable. God, that you say we have authority in places that we might have surrendered it. God, that you say so much about us that sometimes it's hard to hear and sometimes it's hard to remember. So God, I just ask you flood your people with your spirit today. Father, that you would flood us with your truth, the reality of who you are. Father, that we would have appropriate boundaries for ourselves and for others, God, that we would lean heavily, Lord, that we would set our whole self down with you, God, that you would set things right, set a reset button within us, Father, that we can be re-energized, God, that we can believe that you are who you say you are, and that we can stand on those truths day in and day out. Father, I just thank you for the work that you're doing in and through us right now, Father. Don't let us keep on the same old, same old. Don't let us be satisfied with status quo when you have so much more and there's a hurting world that needs to know that there's something different. God, I just love you so much, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.